Good morning and welcome back to the Sober Rebel Dry January series. I'm Louisa Evans and I'm a Cognitive Behavioural Hypnotherapist. And in this series, I'm looking to share with you all of the different areas you can consider in your sobriety journey. This isn't all about getting everything done in these first 30 days. It's just food for thought while I have your ears. So we're on day 19. You're absolutely powering through this month. And in sobriety, one of the wonderful opportunities that opens up to you is time. Actually, that's probably one of the things I was terrified of as a drinker. What was I going to do with all this time? And so I found setting routines and creating routines and things I can look forward to and breaking my evenings, my days, my mornings down into sections of time that I'm going to do different things in. That really helped me. I don't have a standard nine to five job. I sometimes work evenings. I often work weekends. I work with clients at different times of the day and then I'll have some time off. I'm also a mum, so I have to do all of this around school runs. I don't tend to go to an office. I'm not mixing with other people. I'm not following a structure in any way. And so making a structure to my day helped me in early sobriety. And actually, you can read any number of books on this subject, but getting a routine in place supports your mental health as a whole. I was introduced to the concept of getting a morning routine going in my 20s, a very long time ago. And do you know what? It never stuck. No matter how hard I tried, I couldn't seem to do it for any length of time. I'd be full of promise. Now, some of that may have been that I was drinking alcohol and that was sabotaging my motivation. But I would do things like writing affirmations on my mirror to say, and then I'd just ignore them. Or I'd promise myself sunrise yoga sessions and they'd last two days. Sometimes it would be that I just want to sleep in and it would fall by the wayside. And at that point, I didn't have children. I didn't have anyone waking me up or distracting me. So I really had no excuse. And I could tell it was having a good effect on my mental health, even though I didn't know much about mental health back then. But it wasn't having a big enough effect for me at that point to counterbalance the drowsiness that alcohol was creating in me in the mornings. I'm not suddenly suggesting that everyone needs to become a morning person or to have fixed routines, but I just thought I'd cover some of the different activities that I've come across over the years, those morning activities or evening activities, and how they can support you mentally and physically, like a checklist you can pick off and choose what you like the idea of and ignore what you don't. Because it's totally up to you how you structure your day. You'll read self-help books and you'll read all these different things about you've got to do this and you've got to say your affirmations and you have to do that. And actually, it's about making a routine up that works for you. I don't do well with rules. I don't do well with being told I have to do something, especially if I can't see a reason for it and it's taking time. So I thought I'd talk about one of the most famous and most well-known morning routines and how it can work for you, and then what I do, and how I've structured or changed that to suit my own agenda, especially in sobriety. So it's totally up to you what you do, what you choose, how you structure your day, but giving it some routine and structure does help. 
And some of the routines that I've come up with for myself feel like treats now that help me to feel good, to get dopamine and to relax the system, to really make a difference on a biological level. So Miracle Morning is a book written by Hal Elrod and it's a six step morning routine using what are called savers, life savers, he calls them. So that stands for silence, affirmations, visualisation, exercise, reading and scribing. And it's a really good book, actually, if you're looking to upgrade your mornings and you like structure. At the moment, with a toddler and a teenager in the morning, I just do what I can. And at the very least, I always make sure to have 10 minutes to myself. And Hal's book really does have big promises. It guarantees to save you from a life of unfulfilled potential. And to be perfectly honest, I I look past all of that stuff and I just look at the science. I like the idea of routines and how it can help you. So the first thing he asks you to do or instructs you to do in the morning is silence. Starting every morning with a period of purposeful silence. That could be prayer, it could be meditation, it could be reflection, it could be deep breathing, it could be gratitude. And we'll get on to gratitude in the next episode and why that's so important. But he instructs you not to stay in bed for this, preferably to leave your bedroom altogether, to have a space in your living room where you can sit to do this. And this Miracle Morning Meditation is all about preparing your mindset and setting your expectations and letting go of your stresses, being fully present in the moment. You find a quiet, comfortable place to sit and just close your eyes or look down at the ground and just focus and notice your breath. In through your nose and out through your mouth. And just notice your thoughts as they flow in and out. He's asking you to do this for five minutes but I will go through a shortened version where you can do the whole savers routine in five minutes at the end of this episode. A in the savers routine is for affirmations. So affirmations are great to get you in that right mindset, to program yourself to be confident or successful, to reinforce those things you want to feel. What you need to notice with affirmations are the thoughts that come up telling you, that isn't true. So if you're telling yourself, I am strong, I am beautiful, I am capable, and your inner chattery voice is saying, yeah, but no, you're not. Who are you kidding? That's what you need to notice. You need to challenge that thought. You know, we were talking about thought challenging and stepping away from some of those thoughts that are sabotaging. That's when you can notice in those moments, those sabotaging thoughts to challenge them to let them go. But affirmations are there to help you identify what you really want, why you want it. V is for visualisation and that's the process of imagining exactly what you want to achieve or attain and then mentally rehearsing it like we do in hypnosis but just in the moment every day just mentally rehearse visualising the person you are or need to be to achieve that goal or what it is you want. So if you're looking to lose weight, like we do again in a hypnosis session with weight loss, we get you to visualise your ideal self, visualise your ideal scenario so that you're keeping that in your mind and you're keeping focused on it. And in that visualisation, you may have things that pop into your mind that give you guidance as to what you need to do 
to be that person. And E is for exercise. Now, this is where I struggle because my exercise is at lunchtime around childcare. But he's saying morning exercise should be a staple in your daily rituals. What I do is I stretch and move in the morning. And as I say, I will do a shorter version of this because I do not get this savers routine done and I don't get anywhere near anything like it done in the morning. I'll talk through what I do in a minute, but this is apparently a really great way of upgrading your morning routine. And then reading. So rather than leaving those self-help books on the shelf, pick one of them and dedicate yourself to read 10 pages a day. Because if you do that, you'll actually get through the book. As long as they're gathering dust, a great saying a friend of mine had was their shelf development and not self-development. So look at what you want to gain out of that book. Read with the end in mind. Why are you reading it? Keep that outcome in mind and then just focus on 10 pages and then look at how you can use that knowledge in that day. And S is for scribing, writing, journaling. I've already talked about why journaling is so important from a mental health perspective. And so that is just one way. That's Hal Elrod, Miracle Morning. There is also the six minute miracle for busy people, which I'll now outline. And this is where you sit quietly in purposeful silence. You read your affirmations out loud from top to bottom. You visualise briefly what it will look like and feel like when you reach those goals. You write down some of the things that you're grateful for or what you're proud of or the results or to-do list that you're committed to creating for that day. You read a book for one minute and then you move your body. You stretch or you do a little bit of yoga or do some star jumps. And again, I reiterate, it's all about small changes. I'm not suggesting that every day you take any of these topics and delve into them and throw them into your routine. It's just because I'm talking to you for these 31 days. You don't have to do any of these things at all if you don't want to. But they're all great ideas to pick and choose from. At the moment, with a toddler and a teenager, in the morning, I could miracle morning, poof, got no chance. I just do what I can. At the very least, I make sure to have 10 minutes to myself. I don't actually tend to journal in the morning. I tend to do a to-do list, a tick list, because that gives me dopamine to tick the things off. Because I don't actually have time to sit down and journal, think about my thoughts. I probably haven't had any thoughts first thing in the morning. My toddler's up at 5am and I'll be buggered if I'm getting up any earlier. So I tend to journal in the evening and I do my gratitudes in the evening as well after my day because that helps me get that lovely dopamine reward hit to go to sleep. And then I do a hypnosis or deep relaxation to end my day. So in a way, I do all of the savers things, but I spread them out over the day. And it's completely personal preference what you can get done when you can do it. My exercise is whenever I can actually get childcare. But one thing I have done in sobriety and I've been really strict about is I've realised how important my exercise is to me. I've realised how good it makes me feel. And that's not from an aesthetic perspective. That's from saying I'm going to do something and achieving it, actually ticking that thing off the list three times a week. So as hard as it's been around a young family to get a routine in place, now my daughter's in nursery and three mornings a week, I block those out an hour near lunchtime just before I pick her up. 
I go and without fail, I go to the gym for an hour. So my exercise isn't at the start of the day and it isn't at the end of the day. So with clients, what I run through, it won't ever be just one thing that will ensure that your mental health improves, but rather a number of things that you'll do. And I talk about the main pillars of good mental health so that you can use them going forward. And the first thing is, is to set 10 minutes or 20 minutes a day as your time. And that's when you're going to do whatever you feel drawn to in that day. It could be journaling. It could be relaxation. It could be hypnosis. And you need to keep doing it. And you'll actually notice that your mood could suffer when you don't have that dedicated time just for you. Whether that's in the morning, whether that's at lunchtime, sitting meditating on a park bench where you eat your sandwich. Or whether that's in the evening by listening to a hypnosis or a meditation or relaxation before you go to sleep. The key elements I tell people that they want to be picking and choosing from and ideally including all of the following is to journal daily, focusing on the good celebrating it and talking about the bad to challenge it, tracking your progress, using as many different descriptive words as possible to describe your feelings and rating your mood out of 10. Another thing to do is gratitudes and I will come back to the topic of gratitude and the science of gratitude and why it's so important in a later episode. You need to be working towards a goal. There is always got to be something in your mind that you're working towards, but then set smaller goals that are easier to achieve and manageable so that you can celebrate those small wins. Doing tick lists and checklists is a great way to do this. Take time every day to be mindful with whatever method works for you. That could be meditation, mindfulness or relaxation or hypnosis. Anything that stills your system and builds up your habit of detaching from your thoughts. And don't underestimate the power of the basics. Sleep, nutritious foods, water, exercise, time outside every day and connection to others. And be honest about any bad behaviours that could be sabotaging you and take steps to reduce them. Alcohol is one that you've already taken. But notice if you're staying up late, if you're staying home or not socialising, if you're avoiding doing things through fear, or if you're not exercising or not getting fresh air, maybe you could be eating too much junk food or sugar, or other habits like smoking or nail biting, for example. And just take small steps towards whatever goals you have with realistic expectations. You're not aiming for perfection. And use that power of the mind. Hal calls it visualisation, but it's actually positive imaginal rehearsal, which you can do in the moment or you can do in hypnosis. Once you've got your goal in mind, relax and allow your mind and body to believe that the changes have already happened. You can do that simply by relaxing yourself and then taking a moment to picture the new version of you. How are you holding yourself differently? How are you feeling that's different? Using those positive words and emotions to really visualise and imagine that you've achieved it. And what are you thinking? Are you saying to yourself, I can do this, or I'm so in control, or I feel free? And if you do struggle to visualise without some help, you can search for hypnosis recordings online, or you can engage with a hypnotherapist in person, and have things tailored and written for you. 
But self-hypnosis is very, very good at doing this. And all you've got to do is really believe that you can achieve what it is you're setting your mind to. Don't allow any nagging negative thoughts trying to keep you safe, they're telling you, from sabotaging you. Using breath as well is another good practice and routine to get into. Using the power of your breath to steal your system in the moment because you can't feel anxious, scared, angry or stressed at the same time as you feel relaxed. Again, there's been a lot of information in this episode. I've tried to pick lots of different options and ideas and I'm sure there are plenty of books on the subject of morning routines, evening routines, building routines. But that's just something to consider. You now have time and sometimes time can be the scary thing. For me, a routine helped me. Routines are incredibly important. You're doing what you said you're going to do and that builds self-confidence and self-efficacy. If you need any more information on any of the topics covered in today's episode or you'd like further support, please do reach out and ask for help. If you'd like to find out more about my story, then you can head to my website, louisaevans.com, where you'll find lots of useful links, including a link to my audiobook on Audible. And you'll also find a range of hypnosis and relaxation downloads that you can try at home. Use code SOBERREBEL, all one word, to buy one, get one free, as a Sober Rebel listener. You can also find out about working with me in therapy if you need further support. You may like to follow me on Instagram at Stepping Into Sobriety. And all of these links are in the show notes. Thank you for listening and I'll catch you tomorrow. Tomorrow.